0: You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel what you
1: see. What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Ah, oh, coughing during my interview,
0: really? It feels, uh, reductive.
1: Hello, and welcome <laughs> to Little Diva Energy, your fortnightly slice of for something extra. I'm Holly Morgan, I'm obsessed with divas, and my husband Tom is also here. Mille <laughs> and I don't know who we think we are. I do know who we are. We're Nick Offerman and, and uh, Megan Mullally, because we are podcasting
2: from our bed. If we can't get her to come to London to show as anything goes, yeah. then we we'll jump in our bed and steal her idea.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we're not doing it for any, you know, any torrid reason any we're not sex people lynn no it's just this is where the best acoustic is and sometimes it makes more sense to 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 lie down and stand up
2: stand up (laughs) lie down where are you do what you
1: want bloody hell um right my loves let's start with the feedback from our episode on sylvia rivera with the wonderful carrots again we've had some just lovely lovely um feedback from you all as we're recording this, it is uh, Trans Visibility Day, which feels appropriate to be um, to be thinking about Sylvia. Obviously, uh, what an inspiring, amazing woman! That's a lot of people have said that, that who haven't known that much about her beyond um, you know the kind of the, the, the headlines of Stonewall. So that's been really, really gratifying. Um, and yeah. Thank you. Keep keep the comments coming. Tell your mates. Go on. They'd love to know. Go on. Go on. I don't know why we're doing this in the vocal soundings of Delia Smith today, but who knows? Uh, maybe because our next episode, Ooh. Big Tease, is about a famous chef. Is it Delia? It's not Delia. Oh. Also, she wouldn't want to be called a chef. She doesn't call herself a chef. Cook. She's a cook, a food writer. It's Nagella, bitch. <gasps> yes. Can't wait, can't wait to talk about Nigella. And who are we talking about Nigella with, Tom? I don't know. I thought you were gonna say this to the end. Yeah, well I haven't. I've messed about with the format. (laughs) You have, haven't you? Yeah. Keeping them on their toes. Keeping it on toes. We've got me
2: on my toes, listeners. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We've got the gorgeous Eleanor Rushton coming on to talk about Nigella. Yes, please. Yes, please. Look, I keep you guessing, guys. I keep you on your toes. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: why they call you the fresh princess.
1: They do, in some some areas, yeah. Uh, Not Bel-Air. Not Bel-Air, never been. Right, let's start with... They're aware of you, though.
2: Are they? Oh, yeah, we've had some feedback. Oh, God. We haven't. From Will and the gang. Yes. Okay. Not to be confused with cool, (laughs) because he's a
1: Scientologist. He is a Scientologist, which is not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Or a gang. But what is quite cool is... um, That fun interview with him and and Jada about their marital (laughs) strife, where they high five for both being bad at being married to each other. Fun,
2: bit of fun, bit of
1: pop culture roundup for you there from the bed today. (laughs)
2: That's
1: what we big bed Diva energy. Oh, lovely, thank you. Okay, so uh, let's go live now to our correspondent in London's trendy South London in Peckham. It's Richard Hawkins.
3: From London's trendy South London. (laughs) I just have one thing to say, and that is Lil Nas X. Oh my God, I'm completely obsessed. Like, obviously, the song's amazing. It's so good. But that music video, like, stop me, Madonna, Rihanna, Lil Kim and Nicki all in one three-minute YouTube clip. Stop me everything I've ever needed in a video. Just the styling, the aesthetic, he looks amazing, what a hot guy. And then just to see this black gay man who's been told he's going to hell his whole life pole dance his way down there and give the devil a lap dance in thigh-high boots. Like, he is just, he's paving the way for all of us to pole dance our way into hell and give the devil a lap dance in our thigh-high boots. It's incredible. And listen, I work in marketing. I understand that shocking, quote, music videos help sell records and get press. And Madonna's been doing that for 30-odd years. And Madonna has also been transgressive and pushed for queer sexuality in the mainstream. And we love that from her. But this is... We've never had it with a gay pop star quite like this before. Like, obviously, we've had George Michael in his cottaging video. But Lil Nas X is, what, two years into a career. He's 21. He's trying to build himself up. He's not even released an album yet. And he's already this explicit, this loud, this... uh, unashamed like he's saying no louis walsh i'm not staying in in the closet until the band breaks up like this is who i am from the get-go get into it and to see a gay pop star do that and break this far into the mainstream like that's that is a really big deal and there's nothing in that video that i don't think is anything more shocking than we've seen in from from any of the pop stars i said earlier or from megan the stallion or from cardi b or whatever but the fact that it's a black gay man doing it like that is amazing and i love that like he's doing it for himself he's doing it for all of us like uh, i just can't like i don't know like go and give a devil a lap dance i'm I'm just i can't brilliant
1: we've watched the video because (laughs) we because we're up to date and and we're We're current we're current we're now we're here we're happening and (laughs) it's very entertaining isn't
2: it It's lovely.
1: He's having a lovely old time. I loved it. I agree. It's hugely important. And I think it will mean a lot to to people watching that.
2: Especially Cisco. (laughs) Or Cisco be fucking livid. Because he seems to have taken a lot of his fashion choices from him. (laughs) It's like updated Cisco.
1: Only you could compare a modern pop star with a largely irrelevant one from the past. (laughs) Does Cisco have big D for energy?
2: Maybe thong song was quite... Um, it's mental, the thong song. <laughs> it's sort of quite... A, me thinks the lady doth protest too much. It's when, it.
1: it's when you just start sort of like screaming at the end. Baby! Yeah,
2: thong. after the key change.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so intense. It's so, so intense.
2: <laughs> so intense, we're talking about thongs.
1: Which are, I, look, I'm not, I'm famously not a straight man or a, or a woman who fancies women, but I really wouldn't, I just don't think they're very attractive garments, surely.
2: Not to Cisco.
1: They're, they're not, they're a, they're a health and a safety nightmare, I'll tell you this. They're, that's a candida breeding ground, that. <laughs> that is absolutely yeast central. The summer's coming up, actually, everybody. Please be aware, if you will wear a thong, you will get a yeast infection. Fool's thrush in. (laughs) Absolutely. Again, a lesser-known Matthew Perry film (laughs) getting referenced today from the bed.
2: (laughs) Cisco. I mean, I guess I'm in bed, so I feel like I'm in the 90s. (laughs) Was breakfast in bed? Is that that the big breakfast? Was there a a bed-related show in the 90s? I feel like there was an interview show yeah, in the Yeah, The Big bed. Breakfast,
1: they interviewed them in the bed. There you go. Look, the kids big are into the energy. 90s now. This is probably very current.
2: It's BBDE. It's, there we go.
1: Look at this current discourse. Yeah, um, I absolutely live for that video. And I think <laughs> it's great. It's really, really fun. It doesn't sound anything like I thought it would either. It's very catchy.
3: Yeah, it it's is, isn't it? its it has been
1: in my head ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and oh, and it's got it's got the old the, the conservatives right, roiled up, lovely, it, lovely, absolutely delighted with that.
2: Love to see him do that.
1: Long may that continue. We salute you.
2: Yeah, like well, Rich pointed out, in the vein of Madonna, just keep keep her angry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If that's your pop star. That's your job. Absolutely. Like Harry Styles, and everyone wound up because his fashion choices are terrible now. <laughs> I wonder if she's going to approach either of them for a collab.
1: It's Madonna. It's very certain collaboration, isn't it? Collab. Collab. That would be better. Do you should
2: approach either them either of them for a collab? Isn't a collab like a swab for what you were talking about earlier with thongs?
1: Yes. Yeah, that'll clear that up.
2: Um right, here's
1: another um
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? You asked a you asked a hypothetical question. Are you not gonna wait for a hypothetical answer? What did I say? what did I say? Do you think they'll approach uh, Madonna will approach yeah. either of them? Do you reckon? Um Yeah, I, I for some reason I immediately wanted to say more likely Harry Styles, but Stevie's got dibs
1: on him, really, isn't she? A
2: little bit. A mm. little bit. But that's sort of why I thought Madonna might do it.
1: She do not fuck with Nyx. That's true. She'll hex
2: her. <laughs> that's true. No one fucks with Nyx.
1: No, don't fuck with Nicks.:
2: I can see Leonardo's X picking up. Yeah. Yeah. Madame X. Oh. The uh, But also Nyx. Stevie, maybe a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> Triple X. It's still a collab, isn't it? Yeah. Triple X. Madame X, Stevie Nicks, but she has an (laughs) X. In it. And Little Nas X. Although she might be
1: pissed with him because he's got a song called Holiday. She doesn't like people ripping her off.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She hates it. She loads it. It winds her right up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think it's about time that we heard about the spooky goings on this week with Chris's Coincidence. Speaking
2: of hexes.
0: What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Oh, hi guys. It's me. Um... Just to let you know, I really enjoyed your latest episode. Uh, I found it, as always, very informative and educational, but entertaining at the same time. Um, And hearing from your guest uh, of the week, Carrot, um, it reminded me, and I think it's just actually quite a surprising coincidence to have someone on the podcast called Carrot, because I really like carrots in all of their forms. I uh, I like them boiled, I like them raw and chopped up into little sticks so that you can dip them into a tub of hummus on a picnic by a river um and i like them in other forms too i'm sure you can probably fry them they would probably be delicious too um all in all i just thought what a surprise what a what an interesting coincidence all of this was thank you bye what
1: a
2: coincidence,
1: what a coincidence. that is spooky isn't it weird isn't it? it is you know, it really, really spooky.
2: Sticking with the uh, '90s references, it's giving me goosebumps. It is giving me goosebumps. It's creepazoid. I know that's scarier than Night of the Living Dummy Three.
1: Yeah, and that is a proper coincidence. Unlike the fact that Chris has ginger hair, and some people call ginger hair being a carrot top. That's I not. Don't what, understand that's how that would be a coincidence? Nothing coincidental about that at all. Whereas Chris really liking. Carrots is just pretty much the epitome of a coincidence. It's
2: the definition of it. Look it up. Can Big... you hear the wood pigeon in the background?
1: Oh, I hope the wood, I hope the wood pigeon translates. Let Probably us know won't. if you can hear the wood pigeon. Ooh, she's noisy at night time. Morning.
2: <laughs> oh, what's my night time? <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> Anytime before 11am. <laughs> Uh, let us know if you can hear the Wood Pigeon, the most <laughs> Alan Partridge thing we've done on this podcast so far. And we always refer to Anthea Turner as Anthea, Anthea the, the Body Turner. Turner. And yeah. yet that is the most <laughs> Alan Partridge thing I that's happened. I just know if you can hear the Wood Pigeon. Oh, there's the Wood Pigeon. Write in and let us know.
1: Well, uh, Weekend Diva. Weekend Diva! I'd say the tent pole of the Divaverse this week, pro- propping the whole operation up, <laughs> has been the Tina documentary. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is phenomenal.
2: Fantastic.
1: If you haven't watched it, because it is, you have to get it on, uh, where do we get it on? Sky Arts.
2: Sky Documentaries. Yeah. It should mean that it's on Now TV. Now TV, yeah.
1: it is. But f- if you haven't got oh. that,
2: can they rent it? Probably, and I'm sure soon. I don't work for Sky. <laughs> I'm trying to work it out for you. You do it. You Google do the it. You
1: work. Jesus Christ. We already told you about not to wear a thong in hot weather.
2: Fucking hell. How much more advice do you want? It's not
1: a PSA, it's a podcast. <laughs> Come on. That's not what
2: the P stands for. <laughs>
1: um, The Tina documentary, I imagine that most of our listenership will have watched at least once
2: What's Love Got to Do with It? Yeah, 100%. I would hope so. And yeah. And it's because it's seminal. It is. And. And and also, you can probably skip the first... The teen documentary is two hours long. You can probably skip the first, I'd say, 50 minutes by watching that.
1: By watching What's Love Got To Do With It? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, it covers the same ground. However, I would say that it's inc- it felt very different hearing Tina Turner in her own words mm. talk about what she went through.
2: But it was quite special because it felt like even hearing her say those in those words showed you how much, in- how much um, input she had into the making of What's Love Got To Do With It. Because yeah. some of the anecdotes were like... Word for word, word for word, like mo, like the moment was happening, like exactly like she described it. Yeah, just sort of weird details that you wouldn't. I can't think of any examples, but like that you could only have gotten from her telling you that story. Yeah, when you were writing the script,
1: and it's just such a beautiful thing that she's done, and it it feels like a it does feel like a farewell, doesn't it? And Which is she,
2: what she said it is.
1: Yeah, and it feels like she's going right. I'm just going to wrap this up now for the fans. You can have this, and then I'm going to go to my. Quite frankly gorgeous home in switzerland
2: i loved the extended montage of just shots of her empty house oh it was like a, it was like a estate agent video it was
1: great all of the all of the document all of the um the talking heads were shot beautifully like mm. wherever oprah was wherever angela bassett was heaven i assume because <laughs>
2: because that you, woman no, no, no way to look like that is an angel. an angel
1: <laughs> stunning 70 70
2: glowing i've i've
1: there's no one, no. There she's are the, 20
2: year olds that don't know that girl. She's the
1: best looking woman alive.
2: There it is. There. She said it. She's
1: utterly I flawless. can't wait
2: to cover Angela Bassett on this. Ugh. Come on. Come on. Contributors, someone must want to do it. We'll just do it on our own otherwise.
1: Ugh. Ugh, I guess that was her. me just exhaling there um yeah no yeah, she
2: looks incredible the whole thing looks incredible it's beautifully shot and it's beautifully put together the sound editing on it is incredible it's just the whole thing's really great really, footage well of
1: tina through the ages as well like some of the live performances just like to serve their point they just go like she was a star let me show you what a star does yeah
2: like <laughs> a, there's a lot of music documentaries which uh, quite often either start or end or both with a quite a significant chunk of a live performance mm. of a song, which is, I don't know, whatever's considered to prove their point. Like they, you know, the Bob Dylan thing springs to mind. Uh, but like stuff like that, they sort of like, they tend to do it. And, um, just the way they did this one it was just quite a lot throughout the documentary they would just show you and instead of showing you the clip they go I think I think you just need to watch the whole thing I think you're just going to have to watch the whole thing watch three minutes and this. you felt grateful for it so good <laughs> you're like thank god you included it which just goes to show like what an incredible performer she was that you that it was necessary to show that much of her performing
1: yeah yeah, and, it, and again, like not to take away, like, I think I think it should be a companion piece to what's love got to do with it. Because I'd it,
2: say a double uh, a double bill. Yeah. if you've got if you've got an evening,
1: just do it because there's a great performance from from Angela Bassett. Obviously, Lawrence Fishburne's really great in it mm. as well. And um, the you can tell that it's factual because the same bits come up where you're like, oh, this bit, <laughs> and I don't mean the horrible. You know, mm. disgraceful, horrible, disgusting abuse, I'm, like, which obviously has to be the, the the main thrust of the story. But it's like the transformation via Buddhism. Because I remember that in the film, it was always a bit like, oh, we're, we're at this bit. Because, <laughs> like, we're all really pleased. And obviously you're rooting for Tina the whole way through. And it's amazing. You're like, great, she's, she's empowered. But it, it's quite
2: a... I, it's just quite a lot of chanting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I it, like the whole sequence in the documentary though where she got the audience to do it with her yeah that was good fun
1: yeah and, I mean, and to be honest the chanting sounds really hard
2: yeah it does yeah the stuff she does incredible yeah not the, the audience one was a bit more like Freddie Mercury at Live Aid but yeah. it, but it, it was um, the bits where she's doing her proper like that was yeah it was incredible it's like Scatman John
1: yeah so good um, also like what was it's really it, it's just an amazing story about a second act isn't it like that woman made herself the biggest star in the world after forty. Yeah, it's hugely inspirational, and in an arena
2: that um, largely women of color don't prosper. Yeah, rock, big stadium rock.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that which they
2: do point out yeah. in the documentary. Exactly, which is amazing. It was like her, the Stones, and Springsteen were like the biggest those stars. acts in at that point. Yeah, and maybe like you too.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: And yeah, and she was over 40. It's just like a story that has never been seen since or done before. There's never been no. done before or seen since.
1: And still, even when she was the biggest star in the world, people were still asking her about yeah. her shithead
2: of an ex-husband. Well, I hate to be one of those people asking about it, but what was she singing at those concerts?
1: In <laughs> the wilderness years. In the,
2: no, well, yeah, in the wilderness years, but also in the comeback, because she had the album. Yeah. There's only 10 tracks, I think, on that album. What was she doing for two hours? Because she wasn't singing the, the, quote unquote, the ones we know.
1: On the big, there was a very famous Tina Greatest Hits in the 90s. And I think that's got some of the early stuff on it. So maybe the, a deal was brokered where she was able to use some of it.
2: Right. Sorry, just to clear that up. That's just between, <laughs> between Holly and I's logic. But there's a point at which they say after the after the divorce, Ike takes all the rights to all the music. Mm. So I just assumed that she couldn't sing any of it. And there was certainly no footage of her doing it very confusing
1: so in short if you've seen what's love got to do with it you probably won't learn anything particularly from this film
2: i don't know i did
1: i learned one big thing oh you go what did you learn
2: well it's not specifics but that what's love got to do with it sort of takes you up to the comeback yeah that's the comeback and like i had no idea about anything else after that and i think without spoiling anything for the listeners there's i think it's split into four chapters yeah and I think the Ike years only consist, are only chapter two, right? Yeah, actually. There's three more chapters to the film after that. You think it's going to be quite long. It's not. It flies by. Yeah. It's bloody brilliant.
1: Yeah, it really covers her sort of, the the the, the, com- the well, not even a comeback, her debut, really, as her as an artist. Yeah. But the thing I was going to say, which I had no idea of, is that what's love got to do with it was originally recorded yeah. by none other than Bucks Fizz.
2: Divas themselves.
1: Deep... Big look,
2: big time. Genius. I'm
1: a huge Bucks Fizz apologist.
2: What's your Bucks Fizz story, Holly?
1: I have no link to Cheryl Baker. I've not. I'm not. Old, I'm not a record breaker. Um, but I saw Johnny Woo's Night of a Thousand J Astons at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2004, which was a lip-synced musical about the life of J Aston from uh, Bucks Fizz. I saw it probably how many days are there in the Edinburgh Festival?
2: About 27.
1: 27 times. <laughs> Because my friend Charlie and I would go
2: every single goddamn night. Did you get spotted at any point by the performers?
1: Well, it would be hard to miss us because we'd come in costume.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what we were... was the venue?
1: Which venue was it? It was C Main, I think. R.I.P. That's, um, that's not... Yeah, it was C Main, one of the rooms in C... Not like the big hall either, like the upstairs at C Main. Like a hundred people? hundred people could pass.
2: Good um, for st- Johnny Woo for filling that though.
1: Yeah, this was in two
2: thousand and four with a Fizz musical.
1: Yeah, and there were four, four. It was three other queens in it as well. It was a four. Th- th- three drag queens and a bio queen uh, doing the life and t- times of Jay Aston. Okay, fantastic. And obviously, uh, we were contributing no money every time we went because we had sea passes. Oh, good. I so bet we, they really
2: loved you. <laughs>
1: so we come in, sit on the front row in costume, pissed, pissed. Pass a bottle of whiskey between us. See you tomorrow. <laughs> sorry sorry Johnny Woo hasn't held him back has it if you've got a kickstarter Johnny let us know yeah have you like got like to coffee? contribute <laughs> I owe you some money yeah he's coffee and thank you for the music which is ironically an ABBA song but uh, they
2: sounded a bit like them. Um, well, what a great little segue into our next uh, feature
1: oh my god yeah I didn't even plan that no you
2: know? from Bucks Viz to ABBA to, to Eurovision, Eurovision.
1: Yeah, it's coming up. Let's get excited. We've listened to all of the songs
2: now. Yeah, we went through the whole lot and we're very, very excited about it. Yeah, she's a mixed bag. She is a mixed bag. What you expect from Eurovision. What's your biggest takeaway? You told me earlier, but what's your biggest takeaway from those songs? Listening to them back to back.
1: Well, everything sounds a little bit like Dua Lipa. Sure. Sure. And I don't know who that says more about, Eurovision or Dua Well,
2: I think that fed more into your wider point that, that Eurovision now, because of the state of pop music now, yeah. Eurovision just sounds more and more like actual pop music rather pop than music. Eurovision.
1: Yeah. I think also, do you remember when they did that, Euro, that's the, the host did that big show, um, show opener and song about Eurovision a couple of yes, years Sweden. ago? Yeah, and everyone was like, oh my God, it's amazing. And they did all like the kind mm. of the tropes of Eurovision. I found that a bit upsetting because it was like, ah, they know.
0: Mm. They fully
1: know. Because <laughs> you kind of thought... And was... yet. Yeah. you. <laughs> and yet, it, it, look, it's always going to be the best night of the year.
2: Yeah. You're saying basically they've reined some of the hot madness in because of the self-awareness.
1: Yeah. I want... I want Lordy. I want Scooch. I want real high camp madness. Mm. Um, But some people are serving it. Uh, adrenaline lady, she's mens.
2: Uh, Adrenalina. Adrenalina. That's the name of the song, yeah, with Flow Rider on it. Yeah, that's San Marino.
1: Flow Rider, lesser spotted. What, what's he been up to? It didn't used to be a day go by that he wasn't guesting in the in the two thousands, wasn't it? Flow Rider. It's like Monday, feet. Flow Rider.
2: Tuesday, feet. feet Flow Flo Rider.
1: Rider. Wednesday, feet. Pitbull.
2: They were on a shift system Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday You chilled on Monday
1: <laughs> Exactly um, yes. I don't think
2: Greg David took five days off <laughs> That Wait, seems harsh He did have a big, quite a big career blip though, didn't he? <laughs> he took more than five days off
1: Yeah, so what are Working
2: off? out, spent most of it doing
1: Yeah, tonk
2: Um, I mean, I've gone through We went through and listened to everyone and I've made notes about every single one But I don't know if that's Is that just incredibly boring for people?
1: Yeah. What are your highlights?
2: Um the highlights, um, I like the fact that Switzerland's entrance are called, well, it's, it's G apostrophe John's, which I presume is like Gujon. Oh, yeah. But Go the to me, that's just Goujons. <laughs> <laughs> so Switzerland invented some Goujons. Lovely.
1: <laughs> this is what I'm talking about.
2: Gujon's tears. That's what the, the, the name is tears, <laughs> but the band is Goujons. Lovely. Tears of a Gujon? Tears of a uh, oh, The Roop oh, with like discotheque That was great. That's a really big mood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Lithuania. Um, you, your feedback was they're going to love it at Eurovision. Yeah. 80s yeah. thirst. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's got an 80s thirst to it. Love it. Italy, proving that they have absolutely no form whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> There's no type to Ital- Italy's entries. <laughs> if you remember last year, they had a sort of like, he was a rapper, I think. Sort of a slightly Ali G vibe about him, and then the year before that, there was these weird little teeny boppers that had lots of different coloured guitars. I think this yes. year, just a banging rock tune. Yeah, you have listened to all these as well. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was I just know. me reading out.
1: <laughs> Can we talk about my adrenaline? What's it Adrenaline.
2: We've just talked about that.
1: I just want to talk about that one and a bit some more. Go on, then. Um, I like the video. <laughs> what about the Russian lady song, Russian woman,
2: a Russian woman.
1: That one's that one's in full on, isn't it?
2: that's batshit. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> the video is even wilder. I definitely recommend checking out um Russian woman from Russia. Um, that, I, that can't
1: be the name of the artist, is it?
2: No, the song's called So the Song's called Russian Woman. The artist is called I've just written for Russia in my notes. <laughs> the artist is called uh Maniza or Manija. Manija, I think. Manija. Yeah, that's uh, a mood as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: Yeah, um, El Diablo. I can't remember who who put that in, but that's oh yeah, that's that one, one that sounds exactly like a Bad Romance.
1: Yeah, that's very Gaga. That one isn't it? It's a banger, though. Yeah.
2: Um, Sweden and uh, Iceland have got the same two back as they had last year.
1: Iceland were a big big hit, weren't they? With that, they had that guy with the long hair. I think I'm
2: over that shtick. It's 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 different song, but it's. Sort of the same vibe, yeah. Did you like it? N- I wasn't wild. About I'm the going to sound like family. a
1: Eurovision purist here. I thought it was a bit too good.
2: It's a bit too good and a bit too self aware. Yeah, it was. I thought yeah. it looked like they were being ironic, and I was like, "That's not what I meant." Take here your for.
1: irony elsewhere. Thank There's you. There's plenty of other
2: places for irony.
1: Yeah.
2: I'd say avoid uh, Vasil Garvanliev, who is Mas- who is the Robbie Williams of Macedonia. And then in the song very quickly becomes the whole of Take That of Macedonia.
1: <laughs> yes, I didn't like that one.
2: No, I would say avoid avoid that. Uh, check out Russia. Destiny for Malta.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: English language realness. She's got big diva energy. Yeah. Check out Destiny. Des- yeah. who is Who, is, who uh, put in the song for Malta.
1: Australia's one's a bit big all over energy. the place, isn't it?
2: Yeah. It's, yeah. Australia was a weird one. Montaigne is the Australia's Or Montaigne yeah, mm. Yeah Bjork via sure Childish Gambino And back round to see her I yeah. hate it But it's Yeah I bet it'll have an absolutely Batshit performance Who? That one Australia
1: Well do you remember last year Or the year before She was on these like Great big Like stilts Oh was things? that her? Yeah
2: Oh that was Yeah it was sort of like Frozen on ice But yeah. frozen in the air Frozen in the air Really? I
1: think it was called Gravity That song? So that's why they were, like, flying in that.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, other ones to shit. avoid. Romania. Yeah. Uh, sort of fine. Sort of alt-tune, Sounded a bit like an ex One Direction member who's not Harry. Styles yeah. Bashing one out. As to her. Um,
1: I'm not mad at our entrance entry.
2: Not, I don't hate it at all.
1: Yeah. Go for it, babe.
2: I'd add a little bop to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite catchy.
1: Ireland sounds like Katy Perry.
2: Really like that one and also I'm pretty sure there's an electronic bodhran in there somewhere as well. <laughs> yeah. It's got a lovely little beat to it. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed Ireland. Um Oh yeah. Poland. Ukraine gave us palpitations.
1: Oh, that was a lot. Yeah, I needed to lie down. That's why I'm in bed.
2: <laughs> France was like musical theatre. Norway sounded like oh, a France. Backstreet Boys album oh, track. I,
1: I couldn't bear France. Oh. Voila, is it called? It's like, oh au revoir. I
2: th- <laughs> Georgia is a dirge. Do not bother. Uh, Tawny K. Kipiane. Tornpike. <laughs> um, Poland, not for me. Um, oh, Hurricane. <gasps> yes. The Serbian band. Yeah, Their they're Their song Loco Loco. I think it might be the AAA girls in disguise. Genuinely, one of them looks a lot like Willem. I think she spent lockdown learning Serbian. <laughs>
1: That would be so Willem, would it? Very on brand. Yeah, I'm going to be a quadruple threat now I speak Serbian.
2: <laughs> the Slovenia one, which sounds a bit like Adele's Hello. Yeah. And sounded a lot to me like the placeholder song they threw out when they wrote Ghost Town for Rebel Heart.
1: Yeah, a lot of them sound like they've just been knocked out in an afternoon on a Bon Tempe,
2: <laughs> which is... You think Portugal's entering the Black Mamba is going to be absolutely <gasps> yeah. fantastic.
1: You'd be wrong. It's It, it promises a lot, that. Uh, that title doesn't it, but it's uh, it it's not does, the title of
2: the song. It's the artist. The
1: artist, yeah. If you call you call yourself the Black Mamba. I'm thinking this it is conjures be an, dramatic.
2: Yeah, it conjures a style of performance, doesn't it?
1: That does not exist. Not, what you get?
2: No, it's Portugal back to their their winning roots when they had Evan Hansen in his dad's suit.
1: Yeah, we met a, La La a Eurovision entrant. A yeah. uh, lovely lady we met on our all-inclusive break <laughs> to Whenever we were allowed to leave the country And we went to the Algarve oh,
2: Ages ago, last year, two years ago
1: Yeah, with our first ever guest Dame Nick, Nick Lamont Her consort Paddy Fisch We got absolutely shit-faced <laughs> on the first night And met someone who would represented her country in Eurovision Good for her and yeah. she really did. She didn't just make it up or we didn't make it up because we'd had so many free gins. We, we looked it up. We looked it up. but She really did. She's she, a great singer.
2: She was lovely. And she had a very talented child. Yes, she did. Who she showed us some videos of. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from that, Albania's entry sounded like a particularly ill-thought-out ethnic Disney film. <laughs> what, like one like, oh,
1: that's culturally insensitive.
2: Exactly like that. Um obviously it's not the cell baby, but like the ones that you think about that when, when sure, Disney show you. Sure. Um Who's your one to watch then? My absolute winner. So Consort Paddy Feisch had nominated, I think I think he tried he went for um uh not Gasolina. Yeah. Um, Adrenalina. Adrenalina Yeah And then he discovered Russian Woman Yeah and <laughs> He's come his... down Quite
1: heavily on He's Russian Woman quite hard What are they called Like Voig and Vojcek, the ones. That no like?
2: that's mine um, Fear and Flamme. Yes From Denmark They are 100% my winners They are so great I loved it If Paul Joseph is listening By the way I would suggest That on uh, the next episode Of his radio show Uh, Athena, the eighties seriously, which is wonderful. He should slip in Fear and Flammer's entrance for Denmark. Yeah, even though it's not eighties, because I don't think anyone would notice. It is. It literally sounds like it's fallen out of the eighties. A loving
1: pastiche.
2: I'm surprised they didn't play at the prom and carry the musical.
1: (laughs) They might have done. Um,
2: Yeah, if they'd lasted longer, (laughs) they would have had Fear and Flammer. They probably would have been in it. They would have been. They could have played Kenny and Eric. (laughs)
1: Oh, it's a real shame, isn't it, that the ensemble don't have to have the original '80s ensemble names. That's true. Otherwise, I would play Shelley and
2: carrie <laughs> I demand it.
1: I demand it. Uh,
2: but yeah, that's my one to watch: Fear and Flammer. Yeah,
1: Fear and Flammer, one hundred percent.
2: But it's—I don't know if i are saying that right. It's—it's it's a Danish name. It's two of them. It's Fira, which is, uh, I think is F Y R, and then there's an ampersand. But sometimes when you look at it, it's not an ampersand because I don't think the Danes use an ampersand. But I've seen it as an ampersand on Wikipedia.
1: Look, Tom, you know more about Denmark than I do. My touchstones are ham and hamlet. So... Ham? Yeah, they make bacon, don't they?
2: Good. And I
1: think butter. Lurpak. Isn't that Danish?
2: Yeah, why not? Don't quote me on that. The Aldi stuff is, anyway. Yeah. (laughs) The Aldi version of Lurpak. Yeah. Whether that means Lurpak is or not. Is Aldi Danish? No. It's German, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Eurovision actually is quite the night for you because it really, really shows up your geography. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
1: big time. Fabulous. Okay, is that Razzar the end of the Weekend Diva roundup?
2: I think so. There hasn't really been much else going on. We haven't watched Jade on the Bake Off yet. No, sorry.
1: You you listened to an interview with Tom Allen?
2: I did. On Little Known Podcast by Adam Buxton. Yeah, who doesn't need the shout outs to be honest. <laughs> but do listen to the episode with Tom Allen. He's absolutely glorious on it. Fabulous.
1: And uh, any other news for the for the kingdom. If you haven't, uh, we, we've now we're into bonus territory with Carrie, so you can binge all ten episodes of Out for Blood, um, which we'd like you to do. That'd and be lovely. Leave a review for us here. Subscribe. For us. For us, leave us a review. Uh, give us five stars, go on. And lovely, say a lovelies about it. Five and a lovelies, please. <laughs> <laughs> Hello,
2: fly, five fly and a...
1: Five and a lovelies. Five
2: and a lovelies, please.
1: It's not like something that um, the beggar woman in Sweeney Todd might say to a, to a frightened-looking sailor. Five and a lovelies. Hello, give us five and a lovelies, won't you?
2: <laughs> five stars and a lovely review on iTunes. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? So who's your Diva of the Week, Holly?
1: My Diva of the Week.
2: I think I know who it's going to be.
1: Yes, Tina Turner.
2: Oh, actually. <laughs>
1: who did you think it was going to be? Madonna? Angela Bassett.
2: Ah! <laughs> well. I thought you were going to say Angela Bassett for, for doing a Diva turn in Tina Turner's autobiographical
1: film. <laughs> no, I I think that would... True divadom bows to the greater Diva or acknowledges the... Uh, the, the, the Look, they just orbit the other Diva. Mm. which is Big D for energy.
2: Mm. But
1: no, it's, it's got to be Tina. You could have Angela Bassett.
2: No. Who's yours? Fier and Flamma.
1: Fier and Flamma.
2: Together, a pair of them. Amazing. Or maybe the lady that sings Russian Woman.
1: Fabulous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I went quite heavy on the Eurovision this week, didn't I? You did, yeah. It's because you told me we didn't have anything else to talk about <laughs> and you just had this Tina documentary, which is, I'm going to be honest, a bit of a downer. Yeah, it's not, so, it's not a bundle of laughs, that So I tale. thought, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go through the whole of the Eurovision <laughs> songs uh, for this year, for 2021, and uh, make some notes, and we can chat about those. And you just sort of, uh, well, you just sort of dropped me off at the party and then said, I'll pick you up at five. <laughs> yeah.
3: You've
2: That's- already announced what we're doing next week.
1: But maybe people missed it, so I'll do it again. Why not? We're going to talk about Nigella, baby. Nigella Larson.
2: Who, uh, looking over your shoulder at your notes, yeah. uh, I discovered was not in fact named after her father.
1: Well, she is, but oh. it, it is also, a, it is there is a, a spice. A right, herb. so it wasn't made up. It's not a made up thing. No Nigella oh. herbs, but...
2: I thought well, I read some of your research that said that, they, that everyone thinks it's that, but it's not.
1: No, no, her mum is kind of that. All of her sisters have got masculine, feminised name, feminised versions of masculine names. They were called Thomasina, Horatia and Nigella. Oh. Which is a choice, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Wise. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with like Bobby.
1: Bobby, baby. No, no. They're like, they're like, posh posh man name, make it a girl.
2: Hmm. Right. Ho- hopefully when <laughs> That's we... That's the sort of thing you can look forward to. Well, hopefully Eleanor will have something to contribute there. Unlike <laughs> me, because... Otherwise we'll be left with a very long silence <laughs> Which I hope you'll be editing out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe not um,
1: Yeah, Nigella fact for you before we go
2: Oh, trailing
1: Nigella um, isn't- <laughs> <laughs> I said
2: trailing and you just said Nigella
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nigella uh, Nigella declined an OBE
2: I did know that Did you? Because I read it over your shoulder again.
1: Great. Uh, She's also entitled to be called the Right Honourable because her dad is a life peer, but she obviously doesn't.
2: She declines to do so.
1: Arguably, she just goes by Nigella, just one one name. So she doesn't need any any more.
2: Nigellissima. Nigellissima.
1: I would put forward the theory that she is, apart from Princess Diana, in recent memory... Where's this going? (laughs) One of the only few people
2: to be known by one name. That is not where I thought you were going.
1: About <laughs> for, like, Robin. I thought you were going
2: for, like... In, like, she's arguably one of the most important British women in, like, in recent history or do, something. Do you know what? Yeah. Oh? Yeah, I'll double
1: down on that. <laughs> she's, a, she's a very significant wo- woman in British history of the last 20 years.
2: Delia goes by one name. Yeah, she does, all right. Fair enough. Cut that if you want. No! <laughs> Let them hear your shame.
1: Yeah, I'm not ashamed of it. Um,
2: and Robin, yeah, as you rightly pointed Delia out.
1: Delia and Robin and every other person who goes by. Look, okay, you've got... your Cher's
2: still kicking around, obviously.
1: <laughs> she predates Diana. Dear listener, you've got things to write in about. Can you hear the wood pigeon? <laughs> <laughs> Which other women are known by one name only? Post-Diana, specifically post-Diana.
2: Post-Diana, what women and what prominent women yeah. in... Popular culture, popular culture or history
1: who aren't Rihanna is another one I've just thought <laughs> or Robin <laughs> if they're not a pop star
0: no they... <laughs> you can't you can't start messing
1: with that <laughs> what women go by one name and one name only
2: why like why have you chosen women on this is because there's a, there's a preponderance of men who do Bono is the only one I could think of
1: well also no I, I stand by my point I just refine my point she didn't choose, like Princess Dan didn't wasn't like, call me Diana. She was just like people. Not just, like Dave Cameron. Yeah, she was like, she just started People just started calling her Diana. Same with Nigella. Nigella's never been like, you know, don't worry about the Lawson bit.
2: Not like Jamie Oliver calls himself J.O. and expects everyone to follow suit, And nobody does. Does he? Yeah, he calls himself J.O. in third person. Oh, mate. J.O. doesn't like that. Oh, J.O. is not pleased with the state of Jamie's Italian.
1: No, J.O. is not a businessman. <laughs> J.O. Actually, she is, to be fair. In E. Jamie Oliver. Yeah.
2: He's... If he's anything, is not. If that... he's
1: anything. He's not very good at running
2: restaurants. No. Or maybe he's good at running a restaurant, but certainly not a chain of them.
1: Yeah, food's shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you lost your job and you used to work for <laughs> <on>
3: Jamie's Italian. <laughs>
1: Well, should know jello would make a chain.
2: Oh, she's above it. Yeah, she is.
1: She's not above making, putting the name on other stuff, though. No, that's true. The Conran shop cookware, though, which is a bit classier, isn't it?
2: Then Than J.O.'s Italian.
1: J.O.'s Italian in <laughs> St. Albans Mall.
2: She's a classy bird. St. Albans, a mall.
1: Yeah. It's got a sort of... This isn't good content. <laughs> <laughs> The wheels have come off, listener. So if you've enjoyed this and you can hear our Wood Pigeon and you want to give us five stars and a lovely, you know you know how to go about it. And you can even, for more of this A-star content, sign up to our Patreon. Hooray! Where you can expect to receive Diva Film Club, where we will be giving you exclusive thoughts on uh, a film. And the film we're doing for this month is Mad Max Thunder Road. Whatever it's called, Beyond Thunderdome. The one Tina Turner's in. And we're going to watch that because we never
2: watched it. (laughs) Bit of fun. So if you sign up to our Patreon, at some point this month, we will send you an exclusive bonus episode, which we all watch.
1: We're all going to watch.
2: Mad Max 2, Beyond Thunderdome.
1: Can't wait, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, how much is she in it? It better be a lot.
2: (laughs) If I have to sit through Mel Gibson for two hours, so I get ten minutes of Tina, yeah. I'm gonna be livid.
1: <laughs> no, I think she's. I think she's a big part in it. Is she the baddie in it. No, I don't think so.
2: I no. only say that because Mel Gibson is obviously the goody. So
1: look, obviously we'll have, we'll have done more research slash watched the film by the time we talk about it. Is <laughs> You so. seen Mad Max
2: One? No. Do we have to watch that first? No. I'm yeah. Sure yeah. Give me the Cliff's Notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can work it out. What does the old anti-Semite want to be in this one? <laughs> it's a world where there's no water or like water is like is like gold because it's that because of it's climate it's it's
1: climate it's climate
2: (laughs) it's because of climate i think it's because of climate change or maybe a a bomb or something i don't know something's happened to the world the world's basically a desert there's no water so everyone that does have water protects it at all costs and it's just like loads of gangs roam around the desert smashing each other up (laughs) (laughs) Can't you hear wait. The
1: wood
2: push- <laughs> <laughs> Is it too late to say we're going to do What's Love Got To Do With It? <laughs> yeah, you could say if you want. We've had a big chat about Mad Max now, though. Looks like I've committed myself to Mad Max. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be quite honest. <laughs> we've, we've pretty much done the roundup of uh, What's Love Got To Do With It on this episode. Yeah, so if they true. wanted th- that information, they could just listen to this.
1: Well, I guess that's why we shouldn't podcast from bed. <laughs> 'Cause I make
2: rash decisions. Now now that's it. We're gonna watch We're locked into watching Mad Max 2.
1: <laughs> Alright my darlings, keep safe. Five stars and a lovely. <laughs> Can hear the wood pigeon.
2: <laughs> and uh women, prominent women since Diana with one name, please.
0: Thank you! <laughs> <laughs> Bye.